0: Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode.
1: So far, only one person has experienced the full, absolutely complete, transforming power of Christ's resurrection, his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. When her earthly mission was complete, she was assumed body and soul into heaven. The rest of Christ's followers have to wait until His Second Coming to enter body and soul into God's glory. But that doesn't mean we can't yet experience at all the transforming power of Christ's resurrection. We can. And one of the ways we can is through contemplating the eternal truths, among which are the four last things. In His preaching, Jesus taught us the true answers to mankind's most burning questions about life and death, and life after death. By rising from the dead, Jesus backed up those answers with an unprecedented proof of his credibility. In a sense, he showed us, tangibly and visibly, those answers. In the past, popular culture accepted and reiterated what Jesus taught us about life and death, but not anymore. Now our post-Christian culture tirelessly portrays images and stories that may seem innocent enough on the surface —they are just fiction, after all— but that subtly bombard us with a distinctly non-Christian point of view regarding the eternal truths. And those false ideas, because they're repeated so frequently and wrapped up in such entertaining packages, can easily seep into our consciousness, inadvertently weakening or even undermining our Christian convictions. That's why it's a good idea every once in a while to polish up our knowledge, our understanding of what Jesus has revealed to us about death, Judgment, Heaven, and Hell. And that's what we will do in this conference. Death, the Unavoidable Door to Eternity The first of the four last things is death. The Bible tells us that death comes for everyone, and that it comes only once. This directly contradicts two ideas circulating through postmodern culture, ideas that are not, by the way, new in the history of humanity. The first is the concept of reincarnation, that instead of dying once, each human soul is somehow recycled, and after dying it enters back into the world wrapped up in a new body. Reincarnation appears on the surface to be a comforting doctrine. It seems to give people a second chance. If they'd had everything against them in their previous life and simply couldn't climb out of moral misery, they will be given another shot at living a worthwhile life. But that's a superficial interpretation of this pagan and philosophically untenable position. If reincarnation were true, then human freedom would be false. Instead of truly being responsible for our own actions, reactions, and decisions, as Jesus teaches that we are, We would just be raw material for some kind of universal force, a force that recycles us however many times is necessary to reabsorb us into the impersonal ground of being. The idea of reincarnation contradicts human dignity. Besides being untrue, it degrades our vision of the human person. But another false idea is out there as well. This is the idea that continued technical progress would eventually enable us to overcome death and live forever. Whether through quantum physics or genetic engineering or nanochemical medical practices, outlying profits of humanity's self-idolization hold up this seductive promise of earthly life without limits. It's a new expression of the most ancient temptation when the serpent in the Garden of Eden promised Adam and Eve that by eating the forbidden fruit they would certainly not die and would be like gods. But such is not the case. In the fallen world, death comes for everyone sooner or later, and it only comes once. As the letter to the Hebrews puts it, Just as it is appointed that human beings die once, and after this the judgment, so also Christ, offered once to take away the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. How to Die Well Instead of resisting what God has revealed to us about death, we simply need to accept it and let it shape our lives. Death is one of the few things we can count on in life, It is the definitive end of our earthly journey, the conclusion of our life mission, the beginning of eternity, the last word of the introduction, and the first word of chapter 1. The fact that each of us will die gives weight to how we live, all the more so since we do not know when we will die. Each moment of our life is a chance, then, an opportunity to fulfill or not to fulfill the great commandments of loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Death is the period at the end of the sentence we have been writing our whole life long, the finish line of the race of life. It is the finale, the conclusion, the completion. The postmodern tendency to avoid thinking about death, is unchristian. The Church purposely keeps the crucifix ever before our eyes. One of the most common Catholic prayers, the Hail Mary, reminds us of death every time we pray it. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Although death entered the world because of sin, Christ has redeemed it, bathing it in His grace. The surest way to die well is to live well, and one sure way to live well is to keep in mind that we will die. This doesn't need to be morbid. Rather, to ignore death would be morbid. It would be tragic. To keep death in mind in a healthy way, it is enough to visit the cemetery and put flowers on the graves of our relatives to pray for them. It is enough to live closely the rhythm of the Church's liturgy, which reminds us gently but firmly that this brief life on earth is not all there is. It is enough to minister to the sick and be attentive to the needs and wisdom of our older family members. Then this fundamental reality will duly season our attitudes, relationships, and personal decisions with compassion and with truth. And then, when we find our own death knocking at the door... We will have no regrets, only smiles, both for the beauty we have left behind and for the beauty still in store. Life After Death The remaining three last things all have to do with what happens after death. This too has been revealed by God. He wants us to know. After death comes judgment. Judgment is simply the moment when we appear face to face with God and He reveals to us the truth about how we have chosen to live our lives and what kind of person we have thus become. Nothing is left out of God's judgment because He is perfectly fair and loving. He will take account of every factor that influenced how we lived. And yet, because He has given us the gift of freedom, of responsibility, there will be consequences for the decisions we have made for how we lived our lives. We go before the Lord individually after we die, and then at the end of history, the last judgment will take place, when the whole human story will be revealed and all evil will be repaired. Here's how the Bible explains it. I saw the dead, the great and the lowly, standing before the throne, and scrolls were opened. Then another scroll was opened, the Book of Life, The dead were judged according to their deeds by what was written in the scrolls. And here's how the Catechism explains it. Each man receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death in a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification or immediately, or immediate and everlasting damnation.
0: Our eternal destiny.
1: And that brings us to the last of the four last things, heaven and hell. These are perhaps the most misunderstood of all in our secularized culture. Often their existence is simply denied. Sometimes heaven is presented as boring and lackluster. No one would ever really want to go to the heaven depicted by Hollywood. Sometimes hell is presented as the harsh and unfair revenge of a vindictive God, proof that Christianity simply can't be true, because how could a loving God send people into everlasting torment? These and other distortions of the truths that God has revealed to us come from projecting our own limitations onto God. Just because our imagination is too paltry To imagine how the absolute happiness of heaven could completely satisfy us, unless it looked just like our best days here on earth, doesn't mean that God's imagination is that paltry. And just because it's hard for us to imagine how some people would freely, repeatedly, and definitively choose to adore themselves rather than live in a loving relationship with God, in spite of God's abundant efforts to convince them otherwise, doesn't mean that God will overrule those people's freedom and force them into heaven. Here's how the Catechism explains it. God predestines no one to go to hell. For this, a willful turning away from God, a mortal sin, is necessary, and persistence in it until the end. Conclusion A brief stop in purgatory. People who die in friendship with God, but who still have habits of selfishness and sin, need to be purified of them before they can enjoy the fullness of heavenly glory. And this is the origin of the doctrine about purgatory. How that purification happens has long been a topic of debate, but the fact that it does happen is not only logical, but a revealed truth of our faith. The more we learn about the four last things, and there is plenty to learn, the fruits of more than 2,000 years of theological reflection and experience, the more our understanding of life and death and life after death will be in harmony with the way things really are. And the more our minds are in sync with the truth, the easier it will be for us to live our lives as God intends for us to live them. And that's the sure path to experiencing not only the hope-filled joy of Christmas, but also the powerfully transformative joy of Easter.
0: You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go.
1: Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.